Welcome back in everyone to a fantastic new Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a fabulous show to bring to you today. Joining us, we have the curator, Stefanos Coroneos, who is here to talk to us about Teatro Gratisiello in partnership with the Consulate General of Greece in New York's presentation of the 10 Faces of Maria Callas. It's playing Thursday, November 16th at 6.30 p.m. at the Greek Orthodox Cathedral of the Holy Trinity. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting gratacielo.org. Maria Callas is obviously a very famous opera singer. She's also been portrayed in wonderful stage adaptations of the play Masterclass. And so we're very excited to dive more into the show. So let us go ahead and welcome on our guest, Stephanos. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure talking to you today. I'm very excited to speak with you, especially about this show and this iconic figure, Maria Callas. And you've got this show that you've helped put together called The Ten Faces of Maria Callas. Can you tell us a little bit about what this show is and is about? Yes. Before I start this, I, want, I would like to point out that this year, the 2023, has been the 100th birthday anniversary of Maria Callas. And we are part of a bigger worldwide celebrations that lasted uh, almost a year, about this uh, this incredible personality who left us uh, a few years ago. We started the celebrations with a big show at the Geraldine's Theatre. We just finished it on October 28th. We presented uh, an American premiere of La Vestale, an opera that she sang long time ago in, in Milano. And we are finishing up these celebrations this year with this show that is called The Ten Faces of Maria Callas. This is an interactive and intergenerational show about her life, about some points of her life that we then combine it with young opera singers who interpret, who sing some of the pieces, some of the operas that she was famous about. What do I mean by interactive? I mean that this is not just a concert, but it's a discussion with the public between me and them and the singers where we dig in the life of uh, Maria Callas. And by intergenerational, I mean that this show is easily digestible or understood or call it however you want, by all generations. It doesn't, it's not a pretentious, very over-elaborated show, but it's mostly about people, education people, about, you know, the opera and Maria Callas. I love all that. What wonderful backstory, what incredible insight there. Happy birthday, of course, to Maria Callas. I mean, that's amazing on the centennial of her life. Now we've got this great show. So would it be safe to assume that that this celebration it would be the inspiration behind the show or was there something else that inspired you to put the show together my my inspiration came uh, to me for the uh, from the fact that i wanted people to get to know her, a little bit her personal life uh, not that i am adding something that that people don't know if they do a real research about her and there have been so many books written so many articles but somehow maria callas who was born by the way in new york city and immigrated to greece when she was 7 years old so she was greek american and she took her first steps in new york city this a little bit of a 
misconception about her personal life, about her. She was described so many times by the press, uh, especially New York Times, in a certain way that uh, was not so flattering uh, in the past when she was alive. And when she took her first steps in the st on the stages of New York City, Metropolitan, etc., uh, so I thought that what a great way to combine her celebrations, the knowledge that I have about her as a woman and as an artist, together with promoting some young artists who are the future of, of any art form. That's why I, I, I chose this particular format. I love that. So... As we approach the performance date of November 16th, what has it been like developing this piece? So this uh, this project, this piece uh, is, is a project that has been going on for a long time. We did our first uh, trial of this uh, of this project uh, in March 16th at the Greek Embassy. It, it was supported by a few banks and a few other uh, foundations. And then we went all the way to Harrison Public, uh, pub, Harrison Public Library in Westchester, and we tried it. We tried to see what's the format that works best so people get as much information and entertainment as possible without being overwhelmed about you know history and historical information that if somebody wants can also get on Google or buy a book and learn them. And now we feel confident that we have tried it enough that we can present it in, in, in a large audience in New York City for free, by the way. There's only an RSVP that on our website, all you have to do is click on the link and you don't have to pay anything to, to get a ticket. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Is there a message or a thought you're hoping that audiences will take away from the show? Yes, there are two messages. Message number one, it is very important that we keep our past into the present when the past is as positive as Maria Callas, who was an incredible artist and human being. So sometimes digging into the past helps the future. But the most important for me message is these seven young artists that will be on stage that day, who I believe are the future of the art form. What I mean by that? I mean that every time you put a young artist, somebody who starts their path into the art world, whatever art world, uh, painting, I don't know, you name it. You put them, you give them a possibility to be seen and to be heard. In New York State, you are doing something, you are contributing to the future of any art form. And I think that it's important that all of us that we live in the arts, we support the younger generations because, because that's how arts uh, survive. Yeah, say it again for the people in the back. Absolutely. I'm so excited to see what this next generation of theater artists creates, but I love that you've got this piece that you were trying to reach them through and really yeah. spark inspiration. So that's wonderful. My final question for this first part of the interview, you've kind of answered with the fact that tickets are free, but who do you hope have access to the 10 Faces of Maria Callas? I hope that everybody who's interested about about uh, this art form, about opera and about music, about the life of Maria Callas will come. But most importantly, I am I would be very pleased 
if we have representatives of any kind of underserved uh, community in New York City, because and that's why we made it free. We are covering, uh, we in the Greek consulate, is cancer, uh, we're covering all the expenses because we really hope that people that feel like opera is too expensive and it's not for them, they will come and they will decide, they, they will have a good time and they will actually discover that actually opera is also for them. I want to switch things up now for the second part of our interview and let our listeners get to know you a little bit better on a personal level, if you will. And I want to start with our regular first question, which is what or who inspires you? What playwrights or composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites? Absolutely. To answer your question, I want to tell you that I I was uh, I was born in Greece a long time ago, in the south of Greece, and then I I but I grew up in Italy, and you know I my first memories were very photographic memories. I grew up in a in a medieval place uh, in the south of Greece where I don't I, I was always alone, but I had my photographs and my photographic memory as as my friends. And that's what dictated it until today, all my choices as an artist first, because I was an opera singer for a long time, and now as an artistic director. What I mean by that? I mean that every project that I take upon me has to have element of the, also some kind of visual element or drama element that excites me and that brings me back to my my younger years. There are artists from visual artists like Lydia Venieri, who is a, an incredible visual artist that I'm working with, all the way to composers like Spontini, uh, American composers like Floyd, etc., that inspire me. But most of it, when I think of a piece that I want to produce or I want to propose to my board so that they can give me their blessing to produce, it has to have a combination of drama and visual aspects uh, that excite me and get me working for 12, 14 hours per day. Wonderful. That's a fabulous list. Love it. Now, I know you've been busy with this show, but I'm curious to know, have you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I have uh, not been too much in the theater lately, and I apologize about that because I'm working practically day and night, but I am planning next week to go to the Met uh, to see a couple of uh, a couple of operas. One of them is a modern American piece, but in Spanish, Florencia Flores and Amazonas. It's one of the things that we were talking before, Andrew. It's a modern piece of music written for modern audiences for for modern sensibilities in Spanish language, and I cannot wait to see it. I, I think it's going to be it's going it's going to be great. And I, I hope, I hope next year somebody decides to do Eugene O'Neill in New York City, uh, some theater company, because I will be on the first row. <laughs> by the first ticket, I pledge right now. I'll be there with you. Oh my gosh, this just seems exciting. I would love to see that as an opera. Well, let me ask you, what is your favorite part about working in the theater or, or since we're talking about it, in the opera? Yes, so... 
for 25 years until 2019 when I became the artistic director of Teatro Cartacello, I thought that my favorite part was to be on stage because I was a singer. That's what I did all my life. I have traveled all over the world and uh, that uh, that's what I was doing. But in 2019, when I, was, I took this position, not only my perspective uh, changed, but also my life changed. And right now I can tell you that my favorite part of being in the theater is being behind the scenes, empowering other people to get on stage. I, I just love it. I'm happy. I wake up every morning motivated. I work day and night for that. I direct some shows, but not all of them. I direct also outside of the company. But definitely, I'm most interested in on being behind the scenes. I love that. And I relate a thousand times to that. So that is a wonderful answer. Thank you for that. Which now leads us to my favorite question to ask guests, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? Hmm. I must say that my favorite memory was my the first time that I somebody invited me to direct an opera, and I was very nervous because you know I didn't know if I had I had it within me or not, and I decided to throw away everything that I thought about I knew about as a performer about opera direction. And I to go with what uh, I felt in my heart, which is uh, and what I know so well, which is my photographic memory. So I decided to create a project that was all, all it looked all like postcards, a bunch of postcards put put together, a bunch of tableaus. And the first day we had our first uh, run uh, run through. Uh, with all the tech tech people, my projectionists, my you name it. I, it was very emotional for me because I I was very unsure back then if it was something that would even make sense at all. And uh, it was it was a great moment personal for me, but also it was a great moment, I think, for everybody uh, around me because they saw the human part of me that sometimes when you are a CEO of a company, you try to kind of block it so that you can get the company going. I love that. What a wonderful memory. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you, Andrew. I would love to ask now if you or your company have any upcoming projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug. You did mention the Eugene O'Neill opera, Beyond the Horizon. Uh, is there anything else that we might be able to look forward to? This is a, our main project next year is Beyond the Horizon. That's where all our biggest resources are going to go. But in on on April we have also another another smaller project that is uh, this is going to be happening at the Fleet Theater in New York City on May. I'm sorry, on June first and second of 2024. It's a, it's a it's a very it's a comic opera called Elixir d'Amore, Elixir of Love. And this is my baby. I have been working on that for two years. I, it's inspired by uh, the film Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, with Pat, Patrick Swayze. And I I love that opera. I love that film. And I wanted to bring to New York City an opera that is inspired by this kind of uh, this kind of filming. And together with my other big passion, which is Pedro Almodovar, I am obsessed. I know every every 
praise of every of his films. So we are, that's the other, the, the, the more alternative young project that we are doing in, uh, in June. That sounds amazing. I want to see the show because I'm a huge fan of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 thank you. Me too. I'm like, I love it. Well, finally, if our listeners would like more information about the 10 faces of Maria Callas or about you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How could they do that? So if they go if they go to on our website, they can they can find first of all an RSVP link where they can go and register for free for this event. On the website also there is an email that is under my control, I or my team's control where they can reach out with any questions, anything they need, and we try to keep our our website very self-explanatory so people don't have to really work very hard to get to us. And uh, there is also a telephone number that they can call and ask questions. Wonderful. Well, Stephanos, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and for sharing this amazing show as well as some incredible projects you've got coming up. I am so, so excited for what you and your group are doing for the world of opera and just for the world of art in general. So thank you very much. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. My guest today has been Stefanos Coroneos, who's the curator involved with Teatro Gratisiello in partnership with the Consulate General of Greece in New York's presentation of the Ten Faces of Maria Callas. It's playing Thursday, November 16th at 6.30 p.m. at the Greek Orthodox Cathedral of the Holy Trinity. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting gratisiello.org. This sounds amazing, if you can't already tell. I mean, it's a fabulous new opera, and you're not going to want to miss the other projects that they have coming on the pipeline, including an opera based on Eugene O'Neill's Beyond the Horizon and one based on Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. There's exciting stuff coming from this organization, so make sure to check them out. But join us November 16th at 6.30 p.m. for the 10 Faces of Maria Callas. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.